Hello, friends, and welcome to day number 36 of Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. It's another week, Monday, February 19th. We've got a whole another week ahead of us of readings in God's Word. If you need a copy of that Bible in a Year reading plan, please visit that link in the show notes and you can grab the PDF from there. Today we'll be reading from Numbers chapter 13 through 15, Psalm number 36, and Proverb 5. But I will be reading only from Numbers 13. I'll bring some observations from the other two chapters, uh, but we'll only be reading Numbers 13 on this podcast together. You should do the other readings on your own. I hope, friends, that you are enjoying this Bible in a Year reading plan. If you are, please hit subscribe on your listening platform of choice. It is greatly appreciated and helps the word get out that there is a reading plan called Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve so that others can join with us. As always, I'll be reading from the World English Bible translation, but you are welcome to read from any translation that you are comfortable with or you have accessible. Without further ado, friends, let's jump right into God's Word together. Numbers chapter 13. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Send men that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel. Every tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a prince among them. Moses sent from the wilderness of Paran according to the commandment of Yahweh. All of them were men who were heads of the children of Israel. These were their names. Of the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, the son of Zakur. Of the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori. Of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Of the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph. Of the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun. Of the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu. Of the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodi. Of the tribe of Joseph, of the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, the son of Susi. Of the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali. Of the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael. Of the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Voshvi. Of the tribe of Gad, Geuel, the son of Maki. These are the names of the men who Moses sent to spy out the land. Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way by the south and go up into the hill country. See the land, what it is, and the people who dwell therein, whether they are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it is good or bad, and what cities they are, that they dwell in, whether in camps or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it is fertile or poor, whether there is wood therein or not. Be courageous and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land of the wilderness of Zin to Rehob, to the entrance of Hamath. They went up the south and came to Hebron, and Ahaman, Shesai, and Tamai, the son of Anak, were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. They came to the valley of Eshkol and cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bore it on a staff between two. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the valley of Eshkol because of the cluster which the children of Israel cut down from there. They returned from spying out the land at the end of forty days. 
they went and came to Moses, to Aaron, and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to all the congregation. They showed them the fruit of the land. They told him and said, We came to the land where you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Amalek dwells in the land in the south. The Hittite, the Jebusite, and the Amorite dwell in the hill country. The Canaanite dwells by the sea and along the side of the Jordan. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let's go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who went up with him said, We aren't able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had spied out of the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that eats up its inhabitants, and all the people who saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Dear Gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, and we ask that you be with us as we unpack the truths that we have just heard, open our hearts and our minds so that we might receive these truths, and that we might apply them in a way that brings you honor and glory in and through our lives. Be with us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, friends, in today's readings, in Numbers 13 and 14 in particular, uh, we see that there were some spies elected from amongst the ranks of Israel to be sent up. Uh, the people are at the edge of the promised land now. So they're at a point where God says, you know, I want you to go and look and see that the land is good. Go spy it out. Uh, where there is fruit, bring me back some. Let me know if the land is fertile and all these things. Really, God just wants them to see for themselves that the promised land is going to be an amazing place. So the spies go up and the majority of them only see the challenges, right? That there are the Anakim, the sons of the Nephilim there. These are the giants of old, if you remember from the book of Genesis, uh, was the result of the angels and the daughters of men, humanity, uh, breeding together and causing these great giants. Well, here they are, and they're very intimidating, making them feel like little grasshoppers in comparison. And so they come back, but two of them bring a good report while the rest bring a bad report. The bad report is we're never going to win. These people are huge. There's fortified cities. They've got great weapons. We're all going to die, right? And Joshua and Caleb they bring back the report that the land is good and that if the Lord is willing, that God will make sure we succeed. Do you see the difference there? There are the people that are only seeing the challenges and that they're forgetting that God's on their side and will make it happen. And then there are those who are faithful, that they really trust God and what God says will come to pass. That's Joshua and Caleb. Anyway, uh, God is furious because he hears this bad report. They're the stiff-necked people that just don't get it. They're unfaithful. I mean, they've seen everything, right? The being liberated from the land of Egypt and walking on dry land as the Red Sea is parted and everything else, the manna, the pigeons, 
God's provision was everywhere, yet they still can't see past themselves and these challenges. At this point, the Lord is pretty furious with the whole situation, and Moses has to intervene again, and he he convinces God that, you know, don't let them just be obliterated. Don't let your wrath flow out because they're living outside of your faithful covenant that you've called them to live in. Rather, preserve them. Let them go on because if we let everyone just die, then everyone's going to think that the, the Lord of Israel is powerless and can't do what the Lord of Israel said he was going to do. So that is what happens. God spares them, but there's accountability. God says, sure, we'll spare their lives, but this generation, this stiff-necked generation will not cross over the Jordan into the promised land. Only their children, we'll call them the, the Joshua generation, will be able to pass into the promised land. And so there's accountability uh, for people living outside of faith, that are living outside of God's provision. Nevertheless, what God has said will come to pass, will come to pass, as they will cross over into the area of the promised land with Joshua as their forerunner, their leader. Well, in chapter 15, we see that, you know, God's preparing them for that date. He says, you know, when we when we get in there, there's some things you got to do. Keep the sacrifices up. When you take some of the, the new food that are in the area, offer some to me, etc., etc. Again, just reiterating the importance of living in covenant faithfulness with God, who is amongst them. Friends, I don't know about you, but there are times in life that you're tempted to only see the bad or you're only tempted to see the challenges that are before you. And it kind of paralyzes you from what you know you're supposed to do. And we all have a calling placed on our lives. If we are followers of Jesus, if we have placed our faith in Jesus, we are given a place in the church. And that church is God's mission to the world. And sometimes doing ministry and reaching people is difficult. We have to go into some tenuous situations sometimes, some unsafe places. But we are all called, regardless of what that looks like for you, we are all called to trust God and know that God is for us. God is paving the way before us and is empowering us through the Holy Spirit to do what God has called us to do. So as a people that are seeking to follow Jesus more closely, we must remember to see past the challenges and lean into what God says is true and what God says he'll do for us. I hope that's helpful for you today, friends. See how that might play out in your life today where uh, there might be a challenge, trust in God, maybe say a prayer and press on. Well, friends, I really am enjoying this Bible in a Year reading plan with each of you. I hope that if uh, you are enjoying this, that you might invite a friend to come join along. It's never too late to join the Bible in a Year reading plan. Uh, even if it was on day 364, it doesn't matter. As long as you're starting that holy habit of reading the Bible in a year, you're heading in a good direction. So friends, until tomorrow, God bless. God bless.